There it is. I hear the crinkle. The well, crinkle. There it is. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll, trying to keep up. Turn up the AC stage, heating up. Eat it up, time to devour the full charge power hour. Next guy is one of the funniest guys I know. A good friend of mine. We've been doing stand-up forever. Please give it up for the one and only Matt Fulton, everybody! Yeah. Thank you. Keep it going for Sam Trippley, everybody. Oh, this is the part of the job I hate. <laughs> That's right, folks. This is the job I hate. Now available on iTunes or Amazon or goddamn CD Baby. I don't even know where the hell. I, I did this thing on CD Baby. It's available anywhere you can think of. Um, it's called, this is the part of the job I hate. It's my CD. And, uh, and give it a buy. Give it, click on the, um, on the buy button. Um, I want to make some money. I want to have a popular album. Um, and if you can't afford the whole album, we got tracks for 99 cents. Now, my recommendations, if you're poor, uh, track four, I need a wife. Fucking, you don't even need the rest of the album, I'll be honest with you. And track six, Unwanted Interlude, fucking phenomenal. Those, those are you two. That's $1.98 right there. Money well spent. Um, and if you can't, if you can't afford the album at all, get on the motherfucker and rate and review it like you listen to it. You know what I mean? Like you love it. Just get in there. That's going to help me. I'm here with Josh Adam Myers. Ooh. Oh, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to do your bark. Yeah. I don't know. I, was, I never know how to come into the podcast. You know what I mean? Like. Right, because I gotta sit silently while you do your your spiel at the well, beginning. This thing was this was a weird one today because I I usually don't start the show like that. Usually I would introduce you, and it's funny you should bark because I had some shit all set up. Yeah, barks. Like, well, it's so hard to work this iPhone as like a control panel. You need a producer, man. I need a producer more than you know. Right now, you are Diddy. You're doing everything. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous, man. That's why Diddy sucks so much as a rapper. Yeah, because he was behind the control panel the whole time, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, "You're on Diddy." He's like, "I thought I told you that we don't stop. I thought I told you that we don't stop." Have you listened to that shit recently? Diddy, yeah, actually, I have. It's fucking god awful. Oh, it's terrible. It really is. <laughs> Don't push me. Where's Eric at? Um, why? Why is it just? Why am I the only one? This is the first I've been on the show like three times. Craig is working. Okay. Eric Wendell is pissed. I think he's pretty sure he's pissed at us because um, I told him it'd be a good idea to make T-shirts to sell, mm -hmm. and then I was like, he started talking about uh, making ice cream truck T-shirts, and my web guy was like, "Yo, why are you letting him do that? That's like your <laughs> thing." Like, you're going to let him sell that on your podcast with your fucking trademark type stuff? Sure. And I was like, all right, Eric, you can you can make t-shirts, but don't put the ice cream truck on them and fucking 
put your face on them, make Eric Allen Wendell t-shirts, you sure. know? And, uh, but then he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to pay for the website. He started bitching and complaining. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. And I was like, don't do it. Then all of a sudden my web guy turns around. And he's like, look, I got these new ice cream truck shirts. And I was like, <laughs> put them up. They look fucking great. Wendell, Wendell thinks I stole his idea. I think I never called him back cause I wanted to talk about him on the podcast, Yeah, but he never wanted to show up cause I didn't call him back. It's a vicious circle. Uh, I get it. Hopefully we can work we can work it out. I don't even I was I got it on my list to call him. I don't even feel like getting into it. How many days ago was that? This is two weeks ago probably. Oh wow, yeah, it's over. And by the way <laughs> It's over, dude. And by the way, we've sold eight fucking t shirts. So, so that's money. That's money in the that bank, is not dude. Money. <laughs> that's that money is, in the bank. That Yo, is fans. piss in the toilet. Guys, fans, come on, man. Buy them shirts. Fuck the shirts, buy the CDs. Um and yeah, Wendell Wendell freaked out because he was like, he goes, how many shirts have you sold? Because he was going to have to invest hundreds of dollars into a website and getting the t-shirts made. Sure. You know the deal. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, Wendell's new to all this stuff. I know nothing about merch, actually, so well, I have no but, idea. But you do know you have to pay money up front. Of course I know that. So he, fa- he basically got an idea for how much money he was going to have to spend up front. Yeah. And then he goes, so how many t-shirts did you sell? And I go, seven. This is before... This whole fiasco. Uh-huh. This is when I had old T-shirts with just my fucking grill on them. Word. And I go seven. He fucking flipped. Then I did further research. Found out we had only sold four. And he was like, "I ain't doing this at all. This is stupid. I'm not going to do this. I'm gonna have to sell." He's like, "I done the math. I'm gonna have to sell two hundred T-shirts before I even make a fucking break even." And I kept saying, I was on the phone with him. I kept going, don't <laughs> do it. Do not do this. You are not ready for this. What, for merch? You, you, you are not, not <laughs> do this. I'm begging you. Because he was already blaming me and my web guy for like trying to sell him hard on a website. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not trying to sell you on this. In fact, I don't want you to do it anymore. I've rethought this. And as far and so I came to that conclusion and then he goes, No, but I'm gonna do it. You know. Do his whole website. Yeah, or do the like, shirts and do everything. Yeah. Does he think he does he think I mean, does he have a following or does he is he just like he uh, he is this is bad news for my listeners. He's the everyone's favorite part of the show. He's the star of the show. He's the funniest part of the show. Yeah. Well, he's he's a, but he's a character. It only works like as a team. So I do think people will buy an Eric Allen Wendell t-shirt. Just his face on that. His that, face. You just put that face, or even like the ice cream truck with his face on, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit would work. Yeah. I'll buy that shirt. I, I would love to have it. And so he can still do that. But he, but I made a five ice cream trucks t-shirt, mm-hmm. and he was pissed. He was like, he wants to get a domain name that's five ice cream trucks, but he hasn't done any of this stuff yet. Mm-hmm. So it's all, I get it. it's all like a big fight over nothing. Two weeks, man. That's a long time, brother. And I need him back on the show, but at the same time, I also need a breather just to fucking <laughs> chill and have shows like this where it's like low key. This is fucking just two guys. It's like Piers Morgan. Exactly. <laughs> we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We're problem. getting to the bottom. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Actually, I never do interviews. You've never. You've never. I never do interviews. Every time I come to the show, yeah. uh, I park nine blocks away, so to be able to park <laughs> on location is one of the happiest things in the world. Usually, I park. Uh, Which right, you got to do today. I did, but usually I park by the Thunderdome, right. <laughs> down on, right. down on, down on Los Angeles Street. Yeah, uh, but usually it's just him taking right. up the whole show, and then when I leave, I'm like, man, I had fun, but. 
why was I invited here today? <laughs> like, did it make, did I add anything? Believe it or not, well, the one episode we did was just like a fucking clusterfuck where everyone was showing up. That was a garbage episode. But the episode where I got back from the road and it was me, you, and Wendell. That was Like, good. you had a huge role I, on I that. Feel, I feel like I did, but I feel like it was, you know... You know, when I came on, it was just he, him, and you, and like you, he'd say something, and then you just well, he doesn't know do what he does. He doesn't know how to like take a breather and not participate. So the show always becomes about him. Yeah. Now I've always thought I don't want to do an interview show. I don't want to do a show about stand-up comedy. I just want to do a funny show. So when I have a guest on. A lot of times I'll have a guest on. I'm like, it's just me and Wendell. I need somebody else here. Sure. Um. But I actually had a guest on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had a guest on that has the same feeling that you did, where you where you go home and you say, "Why was I even there?" But he called me up, and he say, and he was like, it. "Bro, what the fuck? Why? Why was I even there? You didn't ask me any questions. It wasn't about me at all." But he just got mad at me, and I was just like. I'm sorry, dude. That's just kind of how I do my show. It's nothing personal. I didn't mean to waste your time. Yeah, I didn't yeah, mean yeah. to fuck with you at all. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you like, almost, I think what you need to do is if you do invite a comic that's not used to it, yeah. you should beforehand say, yo, man, it's just it's not really an interview show. I'm just you just kind of joining in on the fun. I started doing that. Yeah, you, I, that. I've started going, listen to, I hate to give you homework, but listen to one episode. And also, I don't interview you. And 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 shit. I'm about to interview you. Go ahead. I'm going to interview you too. It's become an interview show today because the star of the show is not here. Let me let me get through like, get some through more of these shit. plugs. Um, Josh Adamars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. That's how you do it. Um, yeah, you can donate to us if you don't want a CD or a T-shirt. And you just want to give us free money. Hey, go to thefullcharge.com and do that. Uh, t-shirts, as mentioned before. We have these. Uh, hit up at Eric Allen Wendell if you want to buy T-shirts from him. There's two ways to get T-shirts. I don't know if his are made yet, but I want to be fair here. Uh, come see me live. Crush microphones like they were cones of ice cream. Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. New Year's Eve straight through January 5th. I'm actually uh, only featuring on that show. You'll only get to see 20, 25 minutes of me. Uh, but, you know, if you like me. I'll talk to you afterwards, and we can fill in the extra half hour. <laughs> Acme, Minneapolis. I'm the star of the show. Uh, headlining uh, January 7th through January 12th. And uh, if you live in San Diego this month, December 27th, I'm at the Tipsy Crow right there in downtown. Gaslight! Gaslight District. Um <laughs> I think it's gas lamp. Whatever. <laughs> People are going to go to San Diego like, where the fuck is the gas light? I'm not looking for the gaslight. And people won't people won't be cool about it. Yeah, they'll be like, I don't know about that, dude. All I know man. is about the gas lamp. Fuck that. Let's just go to Little Italy. <laughs> go get some cannolis. This is something I've noticed lately. Walking around before shows at like kind of... You know, you know, like the Brea Improv is kind of a nice area, and the Irvine yeah. Improv is kind of a nice shopping area. Yeah, I've seen this a lot. I've seen parents talking to their kids, but on the kids' level. 
So the kid will be like, I want to go see Transformers. And then the adult, a lot of times a dude will be like, we just went to a movie. <laughs> like, but that's got to work for the kid, though. Because then you, you're talking to him, you know what I mean? Instead of just talking down to him, you're the, uh, talking with him. It's yeah. Discourse. It is a bit whiny oh, yeah. for my taste. Those are just the, those are just, you just mentioned two of like the worst, most whitest uptight areas I've ever met in my life. They're the worst. I can't believe people like actually want to hang out there. And what sucks is those are the people that go to the comedy clubs. Yeah. So it's not a jury of our peers at all. It's all these fucks we would never hang out with. <laughs> All these gross, gross, fucking materialistic, like plain ass people. When I was in, when I this is funny that you say that. When I was in Montreal and I did my the big show uh, yeah. on the first night, it was uh, this at the at, like I think it was like the after party on the first night. This French woman comes up to me and she's like, she's like, I when I saw you on the show, the first thing I looked at you and I said, <laughs> I'm gonna hate this guy. <laughs> He, you look like a bad person. Like I would not like anything you say. And then you were my favorite. That's, That's so weird. And it happens like so much more than you think. You walk on stage, and a lot of people in the audience are like, "Fuck this dude!" Yeah, before you even say anything. <laughs> I, I wore a hat on stage one time in West Palm, uh, Florida. I was wearing like hats. I was wearing the shitty hat. I didn't even get to the mic yet. Some asshole, and he didn't know it, but he had a light. You know, sometimes it's a dark room, but some people have a light right on them, yeah, so you can course. see oh, one you guy. Can see, yeah. So I walk up on stage. I haven't grabbed the mic yet, and he goes, "Nice hat, Dick." <laughs> <laughs> and I grab, I grab the mic, and I'm like, "I'm like, nice head, you bald motherfucker." <laughs> And I was like, that's not really how I want to start the show, but this guy made me. And yeah. then we went from there. He started me off in the hole. Oh, yeah. But, like, the, the pre-mic grab heckle. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm always in the hole. The minute I walk up there, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like seven, eight feet already below surface. And then I got to fucking get back up to sea level. And then I can fucking. You, you are. Because, I really am. Because, like, you can, you can, you can kind of you can try to strategize. You can go, okay, well, maybe they just didn't like that first joke I told. So you switch the jokes around. It's always the first couple jokes, unless you're luckier, unless they really do like you, unless you really just like hit in the right way, they're going to be like, I don't really want to like this fucking guy. Who the fuck does he think he is getting up there? Why does he need so much goddamn attention? Who booked this prick? Yeah. A lot of times it takes 10 minutes before people will get on board, and then you'll hear like some guy go, all right, that was funny. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> It's usually a black guy that makes everybody else feel comfortable. The black guy goes, I like this dude. Yeah, yeah, everybody's everybody's like, like, all right, all right we can cool. like him. It's cool. He's it's cool. cool. And then you can lose him just as fucking quick. I feel like all I'm doing is losing them and getting them back. Mm-hmm. I think that's all my set is just... Uh, my new CD. This is part of the job I hate. There's a reason why it's that title. I'm killing. I'm losing them. I'm getting them back. Rinse, wash, repeat. It's the whole fucking fifty minutes, man. But I think I think people kind of enjoy that in a way too. Yeah. If they're a fan of you, they like to see you lose them, get them back. I know Daniel Tosh operates like that. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just I feel like I'm always in the hole. Now I'm in the hole right now. Now even on a podcast. No way, dude. <laughs> you walk in with everybody love. wants Eric Allen Wendell. They don't want Josh Adam Myers. They're like this guy. Does, he comes on the show. He never says shit. Well, in that case, we're both in the hole, and I'm the guy that pissed off Wendell. So I think he doesn't like me regardless. I I feel like because I said something about his feet that one day. I was like, because he he just I'm, I'm yeah. What's wrong with his feet? They they look like I said they look like they had gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember that. that was before we even started the show. Yeah. So, so you really did start in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So Montreal. Yeah. You get the news that you're going to Montreal, the, and I'm saying it, and it's true, the most prestigious comedy festival around, still to this day, has been for decades. Mm-hmm. I you're, got the news, yeah. You're happy as shit. Oh, it was, it was, it was, I was actually, I, you know, what was funny was I was like so depressed because you were just having those like runs where you're like, God, I just, I feel like I'm not getting anything. What do I need to do? Yeah, and then I, I was, call that 2012. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, and I was with my mom in the car and we're, I'm picking her up from the airport to go to like this uh, friend's house. We're having like a pregame wedding thing. You know, I guess it's like, there's like, you know, there's like three days prior to the wedding. Everybody, all the family gets together. And then, uh, yeah, I found out I, I want ape shit, dude. I want fucking ape shit. Nice. Uh, it's nice to be validated as much as this stuff doesn't matter yeah when the fucking suits pay attention for a second it is kind of nice well in, in all honesty they, they paid attention and then they immediately forgot well <laughs> like, like, I'm not well, gonna... well yeah that's the nature of the festival sure. but let's slow down a little bit <laughs> okay you get this great news yeah and, but then there's something huge standing in your way oh you want to talk about that yes okay um, this is an interview show dude this all is right. an interview show well, I so I uh, I immediately find out I get Montreal, and you know I don't have you know they're like you know we need to get you make sure you have your passport valid. I'm like cool, I got a passport, I'll go find it. Uh, I don't think it's valid, but I'll go find it. Right, and well, go from there. Yeah, so I start digging around my room. I can't find anything, and so I just go to one of those like expediting passport places, and I'm like, yo, can you expedite it? I need it within a week. I like, pay all this money, right. and then. Uh, about five days later, I'm at a movie and I get a phone call from the passport agency that I went to, and they say that there is an there's a problem. <laughs> that's not something you want to hear. You start to sweat. You start to get the uh, the principal office no. feeling, or you no. don't think anything's wrong. No, at first, See, here's what happened. First, I thought it could be a couple things. I thought one. Uh, I, the main thing I thought it was is that I moved because I got it filled in Maryland, yeah. in D.C. and Maryland. Right. So I was like, oh, and it's been 17 years. So I was like, well, I assume because I moved to California, maybe they just don't have the files or maybe it's just it's been too long. So maybe they just want to. I don't know what it is, but that's what I was assuming. That's the only thing I could think because I'm like, I'm me. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, right. So, so you come at it like that. I, I come at it. I, I feel like every day in my life I'm starting in the hole. So, for example, I got a. A DWP bill the other day, oh, and it and it was for like six hundred bucks, and and I'm just like, I'm totally fucked. Even though I know I didn't do anything wrong, and I know I didn't use six hundred bucks, yeah. I mean, like I'm fucked, I'm screwed, I'm never gonna get out of this. Yeah, but, but I always assume like I always have this weird like pre guilty conscience, and I think it has a lot to do with growing up Catholic. But anyways, what happens? They so, call you in. So, well, they won't tell me what's going on. I keep calling them, and they're, you need to call the Department of State. So I call the Department of State. I blow these motherfuckers up, because I'm like, I need, <laughs> I'm like. Because it's uh, the most important thing in the world this is, I'm thinking, I am like. This is your this moment. Is, this is finally like, you know, I've had some small breaks, but this is like a really right. big one where I'm like, all right, like, I need to go. Like, so, but I'm, I'm thinking it's all going to work out. And then I finally get in touch with a guy from the Department of State, and he goes, listen, we're about to send you this letter. I'll tell you what it is. It's like they just need to prove who you are. It's been a while, and they just want to – you need to bring in uh, a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, like, what is it? Like an ID, this? And like, no. We need uh, a, or an official birth certificate from like from when you were born. Right. Like legit birth certificate. Right. Uh, we need report cards, yearbooks. <laughs> report cards. All from before 1997. They were like, we want a picture of you – uh, with Ernest Biner at Redskins Training Park holding really? a newspaper. No, really? it's just, oh, they're oh, like, oh, they're it. just like, it's just everything. They're like, we need your first copy of Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. We need 
everything. And right. I'm like, I'm like, done. I call my mom. Yeah. And my, I say, Ma, I need all this stuff. She over, <laughs> she finds all of it. Right. Report cards from fucking elementary school. That's crazy. And she, e- and she email it. She, uh, she sends it all over. My, like scanner? Or she no, no, no. It? She, she overnights it. Wow. And I get it on Saturday, and then I go in on Monday morning uh, to the Department of State on Wilshire Boulevard here in Los Angeles, and I'm waiting in line, and then I go in, and then I say hey to the lady, and she's like, yeah, she's like, and I show her all this stuff, and she goes, all right, and then she's like, can you just wait here for a minute, and then I sit down, and then uh, an hour later, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and these two guys come out. <laughs> And they're like, "Hey, Mr. Myers, can we can we speak to you over here, please?" And then they was take it, was it Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones? Dude, it was it was the it was it was it was it was you immediately go. Ah, oh, well, I think to, for a second I'm like, all right, well, these I guess they're just going to look through the stuff like right, just like right. normal dudes in shirts. Right. But I see a gun and I see a badge and I'm like, I'm like, all right, you know. And so then they they and at first I think everything's fine. They just but these two guys come out and they're like, "Hey, can we talk to you?" And then as I'm walking. Into the you know through the hallway with them, they asked me. They go, "What is that box for? Are you doing some mailing after this?" And I go, "This is the stuff you guys asked right. to see." And they're like, "Oh!" And all oh, but then I go, "I right, something might be up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they take me into a room, uh, an interrogation room, and then tell me. They start showing me pictures of people, and they're like, "Listen." Um, they go through the box stuff. They're like, "Yeah, well, you know, we can we know that you're." Joshua Myers, we can tell, like yeah. you know, because with all this stuff, we can, we know you can verify. But this is the guy that has Josh Adam Myers's passport, and then they show me a picture of some dude that I've never fucking seen in my life. Really? And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And they're like, this is the guy that has your passport. And I'm like, what do you mean he has my passport? Well, he, you know, six, I think it was like five years ago or five and a half years ago, somebody filed your passport. Uh, from the address you were living at, and I'm like, "What are you fucking talking about?" <laughs> and then they show me another picture of a guy, and I go, "That was the dude that I lived with. Right, that was the guy right. I rented the apartment from." And they're like, "This is one of your friends." I go, I go "Friend, acquaintance. Like I'll say more acquaintance." But uh, how do they present it? Were they like, and this is a picture have, of some they other have guy. They have like a Xerox picture, and they have the name and everything folded, and they kind of like pass it and over. So they, they and they say this guy was put down as a reference, and I go, "Well, this dude was the dude because I got a Craigslist. Yeah. Basically, I." Got a Craigslist apartment when you first moved to when LA. I first moved to LA. I, I lived with my cousin for two mo- for like a month, and then I stayed in some in some uh, other place for a month, and then I, I just looked at some place in in Silver Lake, and because they could, ha- I could have a dog there, so I could bring my dog. Yeah, That's, that was the main reason I moved in. Didn't know the dudes, but they all right. looked, they all seemed kind of cool. Uh, they were a lot younger, and I was like, all right, well, you know, I can hang out with them, you know, if I need to. But uh, yeah, the guy that rented the place from me, he always was kind of shady, and what it came out to be is, you know, I lived there for seven months. And I worked in television. I was gone all the time, dude. Right. Like, that's the thing. Is and that he could I, count on your hours. Dude, I, I, everybody knew I worked six days a week for Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I was gone from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. almost every night, six nights a week. Just a side note, what did you do for that show? Uh, I uh, I washed Kim's feet and <laughs> and uh, fed Chris Jenner. That's berries. how you knew Wendell had bad feet. Yeah, You're like, I've, I've seen the real deal here, buddy. I was a PA. I was a PA. Oh, okay. Got in a lot of trouble on that show. Did you really? Yeah, I got busted for cocaine in, <laughs> in Mexico. They're like, give it to Kim, asshole. Now we were shooting Cabo San Lucas, uh, the first, um, the second season, and and uh, I bought cocaine, and then I. <laughs> And yeah. then we all go to the Cabo Waba and we're all doing it. This is actually a funny story. Fuck the other story. This one's funny. No, this is the side story. The Keep side going. Story. Keep no, going. I'm in. So we're at, we're, we, we've been doing coke, me and a couple of the guys who work on a show, and uh, 
we go into we go to the Cabo Wabo, which is uh, Sammy Hagar's bar, and it's oh. like it's like fucking empty, dude. There's like four other Mexican people partying, and then right. like a group of and, like. And Americans. where is this exactly? This is in Cabo San Lucas. Okay. And it's uh, so I we're all they're all you know I give them the bag, and then they're going to do coke, and then they come back and give it to me. This is all bathroom. This is all bathroom shit in the stall. Okay. And then I go into the bathroom, El Baño. and I'm sitting in I'm sitting in El Baño. <laughs> I like that for the, for the Latino <laughs> listeners, and I'm fucking doing coke mm-hmm. on the toilet, just doing bumps. And next thing you know, I hear some shuffling, and I swear to God, like <laughs> this motherfucking bouncer, this Mexican bouncer that might have been like four foot three, yeah, fucking Salisbury flops over the fucking stall door. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the dude, he like comes in, like jumps, like he's fucking like Wolverine, Jimmy like, the Superfly Snuck, dude, like flies in. Like I literally think somebody threw him in there, right? Like, to be honest, right? And as he th- jumps down over the fucking stall. I drop the bag into the toilet, and, and it's one of those automatic things. <laughs> right, right. Flushed. So he never. This isn't your coke. first rodeo, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never sees the coke whatsoever. He never sees the coke. He right. just grabs me and throws me into like uh, a Federalis's arms, and Ugh. like the Federalis is like, "You were doing coke in there. You were doing coke in there." I'm like, "No, I wasn't, man. Right. I swear to God." He goes, "I got nothing on me," which I didn't. And then he's he goes, like, "This isn't America. This isn't proof." Yeah, but then he goes, "Well, what's that on your nose?" Yeah, and then I go like that, and there's white powder on my yeah. nose. And I look at him, and the only thing I could say was, I was like, oh, man, that's just salt from the margarita. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, I've been drinking margaritas yeah, all dude. night. And uh, and then I paid him 100 bucks, and he let me go. Oh, good. Yeah, I got let go. But it so, got back to like one of the producers. So that's a very bad justice system until it becomes a very good justice system. I like that they're fair, that if you just pay them cash, they'll let you go. Yeah. I like that. That's because they're scamming you. But, it, but here in America, when they scam you... They still put you, you in don't, jail. Yeah, yeah, they still put you in jail. You can't get out of it. Yeah, they don't. They fuck That it. is my biggest fear. When I was a kid, maybe when I was a teenager, I read the story about this guy named Josh Swindle, who was a skateboarder, and he got arrested and, and put in Mexican jail. And you just can't get out of that shit. Did he really? Yeah. I How mean, long he was he in it for? They had a whole campaign to try to get him out and stuff. What'd he do? Like drugs? He just had guns on him. And if you have... <laughs> If you have like gu- like they don't have good guns out there. They were there. guns for charity, everybody. Right. We gotta no, let no, them no, go. No, 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 no. These were for orphans. <laughs> orphans. <laughs> guns for orphans, man. You Give never heard of guns do. for orphans? <laughs> GFO. But um, if you got if you got like high powered American rifles and automatic weapons, that's better than the shit they got there. Yeah. So you're in fucking jail. Uh, yeah. FYI, your supply becomes their fucking <laughs> their artillery. Artillery. <laughs> but he was stuck in there. So so back to this office, okay, so back, Men in Black. So they so they start asking me questions, and I just give them the answer. But I'm like in shock of what's going on, and then they immediately point the finger at me, and they go, "Well, because it was sent to your house, like we have to believe that you had something to do with this." And I go, "Dude, I was like, I worked on it. I had, why would I give somebody that? Like, why right. would I do that?" And they're like, "Well." Uh, and unless- then and then after that, why would you apply for a new one and stuff and all, all that stuff? Exactly. And they say, "Well, well." Um, you know, we're now it's a now it's a, a an investigation, so it's going to take some time. And I go, listen, man. I go, listen. I got a month and a half. You're like, before. dude, this is Canada. I go, Can't you, you, just I let like, me you go? guys have no idea. So literally, uh, as I'm walking out, I say to them, I'm like, listen, I don't I, like, I don't know what else I can tell you about this situation. They're like, well, unless you can give us something, we can't help you. And I'm like, Ugh. dude, I was like, what do I need to do? To get this to move faster, because I got a month and a half, and they're like, "You basically have to prove that you didn't give somebody your passport." I go, "How do I do that?" <laughs> they're like, "Hundred bucks, dude." Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish that's all. I would have been like, 
be right back <laughs> now nah, and so i i go home and then i and then i call them back uh and i give them the guy's phone number because i was like i looked on my facebook and i found the guy that who i rented the apartment from that was put down as a reference i had his phone number and so i give it to him and um long story short it, it's just it, it was i got an attorney involved uh-huh. and the attorney kind of just Got everything, got everything moving faster. I don't want to. It's still open right now. Oh. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent closed. Oh, sorry, so I don't dude. even know if I should be talking about this. But I'm not listening. All I can say is, uh, it when it came down to it, I went back in. Yeah. Uh, like literally the day, the Friday before I was flying out. I was flying out Sunday night and Friday. Uh, I go in for one more what they call an interview, which is yeah. an interrogation, and I just brought. I brought the contract from Montreal. I brought all this stuff, yeah. and I was like, "Because my plan was to fucking." I was like, "Me and my mom are going to drive through. Like we're going, right. we're going to drive fucking eighteen like, I style." Bought, I'd already bought a ticket to Vermont. I was like, "I'm flying to Vermont," and then me and my, my mom, like, who, who's there's no reason for her to come, but she was like, "I'll meet you in Vermont, right. and I will drive you through. We will like, ski across the Great Lakes." Yeah, I mean, dude, because there was no way I was missing it, right? And and so then I went in for another interview, which which really was an interrogation, and I just proved my innocence as yeah. best as I could. I say, "Listen, I don't know these guys." The guys that whoever is saying that I gave anybody something, yeah. if they are, um, but look at me and look at them. I was like, I because they caught the guy. They already right. got the guy that's that's uh, had my passports in jail for something entirely different. Oh, okay, they had him for. He's gonna be there for like twenty years. They had right. a, they had a fucking file on this motherfucker that was like, th- I mean, like th- it was girthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and I was just like, why would I associate with somebody like that? You know, like yeah. I've never been in trouble with the law. Uh, I mean, I have. I got a couple DUIs, but I've never broken the law. Like, no, you know what I mean. Like yeah. on purpose. Like I've never maliciously robbed somebody or right. anything like that. You know, I don't. I don't use anything. I've been. I'm, I'm a good person. I do this. I do this. Right. And I've worked the last ten years of my life trying to be an artist. Right. And now that I'm gonna be an artist and I got the break, you're gonna stop me. I was yeah. like, I, so they were like, all right, well, here's a temporary passport. And <laughs> did you say all that? Oh, I said, said all dude, that. I, dude, I was, we were in there for almost two and a half hours and it was just that we kept going over the same thing and the same thing. And then I was just like, there's like, I, they were like, well, we want to bring you back on Monday and see if you have any more information. I go, dude, this, I don't, <laughs> what else can I tell you? There's nothing has evolved. Nothing this has evolved. This was years ago. I was like, dude, this is six years ago. I was right. like, they're like, so you're telling me you didn't, you didn't look for your passport in six years. I go, dude, you asked me where my fucking social security card right, is right now. Yeah. I have no idea where right. it is. You're like, I think I gave it to that guy you showed me a picture of. <laughs> He's holding it. It was. It's. It, let's just say this, man. It was the most stressful month and a half of my life. I know. I saw you then. Oh yeah. That's I was. You saw me like right in the thick of it. Yeah. But it, you should have seen me the day that it happened, dude. The right. day that it happened was a. Uh, was and so it day. was right down to the wire. And so what happened? They gave you a passport, or do you not want to talk about this? They gave me a temporary passport. Oh okay. And uh, it was for two weeks, so I go on the trip, come back. Uh, I'm, I'm there, you know, I don't want to go into the details. Sure. It's still open, but I, there's nothing, I did nothing wrong. So there's nothing that can be proved. Right. You know, I'm, even if they talk to the guy and the guy was like, yeah, he gave it to me. It's like, the guy's a fucking criminal. Like, right. I have my passport. Like, it's how too you bad go- you didn't get busted for cocaine. Cause then you're going to be like, I couldn't have given it to him. I was in Mexican jail. I was in- <laughs> this is all documented. <laughs> That's like my kind of luck. That's just like this, that situation would happen. And, it, and I'll be honest, it, it, it was just, it threw me off for a good month. And then, and then I remember as I was leaving, they were like, kill it in, uh, as in Montreal, man. They said that. Yeah, they were like, what the one of the guys did. There was one yeah. guy that was kind of like. Good real, cop. He was good, good cop. Yeah, the good cop and bad cop. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious, dude. 
One guy was very nice. The other guy was very stern. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, very. They're both. They're doing their job, right. and I get it. But um, but one guy said the compliment. I go, dude. I was like, after. After going through all this, the set's the easy part. Like this, sure. this getting there, it shouldn't even be that. You know what I mean? It was just. So I'd never been to Montreal. How many days were you there? I got there. Uh, I was there about six, seven days. I think six, and I left on the seventh. And uh, and how many shows did you do? I did four. Okay. And so, did you like socialize the whole time? Well, did you, what did you do? Was it fun or was it stressful? It was. It was. It was fun. The shows were great. Yeah, because those are always good. Um, the. Um, the socializing is just it's it's like literally what it is is just I'm getting exhausted just thinking about it. It's it's just it's just all these Hollywood people yeah. just getting drunk and making an excuse to party now. There's no deals going down. It's nothing like That's that. That's what's so sad. It's all just people getting fucked up, dude. At night they all get they go, oh, we're going to see the we're going to see the Andy Kindler alt show at, at midnight yeah, yeah. and then it's like let's fucking binge drink until seven in the morning. And it started all over and go and it's there was they, they really get hammered and talk to the shows. I I did really well in a uh, a Vegas festival. It was an HBO festival. It only lasted two years. You know how they used to have Aspen. They switched to Vegas and then it was all kind of over. Yeah. But I had a meeting afterwards and a woman tried to give me a compliment, but it's it's like fucked up and it just shows you where they're coming from. This agent was like. Yeah, you were really good when you were on stage. We were all texting back and forth like, this guy's great, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a it's backhanded like, compliment. Like, are you sure you what watched it? Backhanded compliment. <laughs> what are you, you just, I just wanted to be like, and that's what's so funny, Matt, is that everybody came up and complimented the shit out of me. Everybody was like, you, you're great, man. Awesome. Like, it's terrific. Like, you, you're really funny. Like, you had the biggest joke. Biggest, somebody said I had the biggest laugh. Very person that I look up to from New York. Nice. Said I had the biggest laugh of the whole that's night. That's awesome. Between the both the shows. Because, because those shows can be really difficult. Oh, it's hard. You know? It's, it's all, dude, it was 400 industry members. Yeah, like, and they're, they're like, they want to let you know, hey, we're not necessarily impressed with you. They want to let you know that, and so they're not going to laugh Unless you like get that involuntary fucking response from them, which you should be able to get anyways. But sure. still, like they they are definitely fighting the oh, comedy. Yeah. But it was, uh, and then and then the rest of the night, the rest of the, the the four or five days I was there after that was just a lot of of you know not false promises or, or anything like I wouldn't say that, but just you know. You you leave with with a big ego and then you get back to L A and you're like well, I feel like it's kind of back to square one, dude. You right? Know what I mean? No, and it's, then and then all the industry wake up and go, what happened? Yeah, dude. It's listen. I mean, not saying stuff hasn't happened, it, you know, but right. it's and and stuff isn't happening. It is, but it's still just like it's nowhere near what it used to be. I think what it did and that I enjoyed the most about all of this is that it 100% validated my career as a stand-up comedian. Right. And it finally, all the doubts that ever made me say that I'm funny or I'm this and I'm that just immediately went away and I was like, all right, I'm a part of the club. It's like getting past at the cellar or the comedy store, you know what I mean? It's, Which is so hard to do. It's, it's like getting some sort of degree, some sort of, you can point to it and you can look at it yourself you know, and be like, at this moment, I was stamped and approved. Sometimes you get in your head and you're like, do I even do comedy? Does it even make sense to anybody? Yeah. Has anyone ever laughed at my jokes? Uh, like, you can really fuck yourself up, but then you can point to these things in the past and be like, oh, okay. Dude, I mean, right. you know, it happened. I've done it. There was a, there was a situation. There's the only one other thing that made me happier than that. What's which that? Was, which is when I, was, when I was in middle school, right? This is yeah. the best validation I've ever gotten my whole life. When I was in middle school, 
there was a chick named Heather Rogowski, right? I asked this bitch out yeah. almost every day for like two years, seventh and eighth grade. <laughs> I always, I'd pop out of a locker. I, I got like creative, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Leave yeah. Leave notes, do the check. Yes, Say about the bell shit. Oh, dude, I was, I, and she always said no, and... Then and you know and that shit that shit affects you when you're younger you know what I mean yeah the yeah rejection yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's and when young rejection is worse than old rejection because that shit will stick with you for years sure so I'm 20 years old on my birthday and I'm at a rave in Baltimore do you remember the paradox in Baltimore I, I don't okay it doesn't make a difference but I'm there yeah and I run into this girl yeah and I fucking see her and I'm like and you know and immediately she's I'm older you know yeah she see me in years. Uh, got my braces off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm now fully I'm a, I'm Josh a, I'm, Adam dude, Myers. I was the. I, I felt like you added shit. the Adam at that point. Didn't oh, you? Dude, no, no, no. There was still, it's still just, <laughs> still just plain old Josh. The character hadn't come out yet. But this girl was all over me. She even had her boyfriend there, who she basically tossed him aside yeah. to, to hook up with me. I take her back to the house to her place in Baltimore, and I fuck her, and that was <laughs> the best. That was that Josh. Was, that's beautiful. That was the best. Like, that was the most fulfillment I've ever gotten in my whole right. life of just curing, like, uh, yeah. uh, something that, like, I questioned. You know what I mean? That, that happened to me, but on, on a much smaller scale. Wow. Like, this this chick I liked since the third grade. Like, I liked her in the third grade. She was really cute. Uh-huh. And then and then I went to high school with her, too. Never, never put in the work to, like, ask her out or anything. Yeah. But I had a crush on her for, like, a decade. And then she ended up going to college where I went to college, and we were at this party, and we were Where'd just you go? we were just drunk. We we're at Frostburg. Oh shit, Frostburg! Yeah, if you don't know, Frostburg is just like spring break, the whole fucking two, the whole two semesters a year. My buddy, my buddy Maury, uh, failed out of it after his like uh, he did one year, and then he failed Here's out. Here's what's crazy about Frostburg is like I went to a high school, I went to like a parochial, paro- paro- I don't know how to say it, but I went to it. I went to a Catholic school that was like a college prep school. It's called St. Mary's Riken. And all they do is like even even the the junk even the fucking drug kids are into getting good grades. It's very much like your parents are paying for you to go. Don't fuck up too bad. Everybody's like very uh everyone wanted to get good grades. They did. Even the fuck ups. Was it a small school? Yes. Dude, I and out in what? What was it? What? Leonardtown, Maryland. Dude, I swear to God, when I was a fucking wedding DJ, I DJ <laughs> your school sock hop. You obviously weren't there anymore. Yeah. But I did a school dance at I swear to God. That's it. Like, it's small as fuck, right? Well, the property's really big. The property's big, but, but like... small buildings. Yeah, and I remember there's, like, a... Uh, it doesn't make it, I'm not going to go into, like, the detail of the place, but I remember there's maybe, like, they have, like, an audit... Something in the basement of something. It's, like, a, where they would have a dance. I think it's changed a lot by now, but there was three buildings. They try to make it, like, college as much as possible. Yeah. There was three buildings, and they gave us free time. Like, this is what college is going to be like, guys. You're going to have free time, and you have to learn to use it wisely. We just threw food and books at each other in the <laughs> oh, yeah. library. But... You know, um, what was my point? Oh, yeah, when I got to Frostburg, everyone there was like, fuck school! And they're just like <laughs> drunk every fucking night. People used to call me on the phone and be like, we're going out drinking tonight, you're coming! And I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to work on some of my schoolwork. And they'd be like, fuck that shit! I'd have people actively interfering oh, yeah. with, with my schoolwork. They just wanted me to be drunk. And I, I did my fair share of drinking, but everyone... This is how the party's laid out in Frostburg. 
there was um and this is this is definitely Friday and Saturday, but it bled into the weekdays too. It definitely bled into uh, definitely Thursday. Weekend started yeah. on Thursday. Oh, that's still how it is. So they had a um a happy hour. <laughs> happy hour. <laughs> and by the way, all these cake parties are three dollars, all you can drink. Okay. So there's a happy hour at six o'clock. There's a prime time party at eight o'clock. So people know these categories. If they're having a party, you label it that. Hey, we're having a party. This is the address. It's a happy hour. Sure. That means six o'clock. Sure. Then there's an eight o'clock, and then there's an after hours, which is like a two o'clock. Yeah. And people would just go from like six till basically three or four. It was insane. Kids lying down in the snow, fucking passed out. It was awful. I forget why I started talking about this. Oh, yeah. The girl. She's all drinking. We're all drinking. I'm like 130 pounds, so I can't hold my liquor for shit. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to get going right now. And I was like, yeah, all right. I'll see you later. And then we just started tongue kissing. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking beautiful. That's how it happens. It was fucking great. Yeah, I said, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to leave. And I just let her go, too. I had no game. I was just like, go ahead. But, I mean, you know, I'm one of the good ones. I didn't take advantage. I just got a little something, something right there in front of everybody. And then just let her walk away. Did you ever have any have any situations where like you were with like basically the girl like just when I was younger not so much when I was older but like when the girl is is like you're hanging out with the girl it's like late or something and obviously she's waiting for you to make the move yes. but you and your head are still like I can't I don't think she wants me to <laughs> like yeah dude, I I couldn't tell you how many times like I because I, I used to have a basement that was like my sex layer <laughs> like. I, in my parents' house. When it's your sex lair, does that mean there's other people there? Or is this no, just no, you and your just, porno and this stuff? This was just, no, this was just, it was actually a room. Like, my buddy, all right, when I was in high school, my buddy Jesse Fitzgerald, we always used to go to his house and smoke pot in the basement. What's up, Jesse? Oh, did you, if he's listening, big ups. But you used to have, oh, oh. we used to have, uh, we used to have, like, we used to go to his basement. His parents were real, like, country, and they just, they smoked pot, so they let all the kids smoke pot, right? Right. Well, there it is. There it is. Shut up, dog. <laughs> the dogs. Put them back to sleep. So, so when Jesse moved, because I guess his parents split up, they moved, so there was no place for the kids to get high after high school, after the Aww. senior year. So, because my parents, which are great people, but they, you know, I think they're just kind of in the dark about certain things. Sure. I was like, well, we can, we can do it in my basement. I just wanted my place to be like the place that people hung out so I could have control right. of the remote, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the music or whatever. And so we had the big basement. It was unfurnished. So me and my buddy Paul, like I told him we were at my room party and I was like, yo, dude, I was like, you know, I was like, we know the basement. He goes, what about yours? I'm like, well, let's go downstairs and check it out. And he yeah. goes down there. He goes, this is perfect, bro. <laughs> it's It's unfurnished. There's just a washing machine and a fucking dryer, right? And and there's already a fridge down here. So he goes, hold up. He's like, I'm. A, he's like, I'll be right back. So he goes and brings over this like square piece of rug, yeah. that's maybe like three feet by like nine feet. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's already a couch which we we just clean off. That's we got. I mean, sp- cobwebs and shit. We just clean this <laughs> motherfucker off. Yeah, all, like the shit off of it. We set that up. We we got. We take my TV from upstairs. We move it from my room and put it down there on a cooler. Yeah. And then that was it. And then he built a coffee table. Right. That we had everybody. Right then and there. Right now. I mean, like, he came. Okay. He he literally, he set Mm. it up. And then we got, like, the cable splicer. We spliced the cable from, from, like, from where it was and the long cord. And so it was, it was, that was it. And then we set a card table up so we could play spades in the background. Right. 
But that became like the kids' hangout in my neighborhood. We so, all just get high. So I missed this. Was this in your basement? It's in my basement. And so this but, is like. So this was your porno lair that became the party place. It was it? I went. I never watched porn. I mean, I probably did watch. Oh, porn your sex there. lair. But this is my like. This is where like when I was eighteen, nineteen, and right. twenty, um, where I would. Bring girls, yeah, because I would just bring. Hey now, oh yeah, I'd be like, come on, we're just going into my basement and watch a movie, and it was like the most creepy, so like <laughs> Buffalo Bill style, like yeah, but for some reason it's not creepy when you're that young. Oh, but, but when girls. you're like 35, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> at your parents' house, and yeah. there's dudes still trying to pull this off. By the way, dude, if I try to bring, actually, I in got, this I wanna, economy, this I'll, shit is happening on the daily. I want to cut that story short so I can cut to go into this story. This All is right. a segue. I got one this, too. Go ahead. You'll appreciate this one about Montreal. Like my mom had to come with me because of the passport issue. Even when I got the passport, I was like, Ma, I don't need you to come anymore. She goes, she's like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, I'm coming. Right. You know, she's got that smoke right, right, voice. Right. So. They give us an apartment in Montreal. Like me and my mom have, so we have, we have the we festival. Sh- did the festival? It's a, basically an apartment. Like we had a living room, a kitchen, and then we had a separate room with two beds in it. Right. And so me and my mom just she slept in one bed, I slept in the other. Yeah. And so you're I'm, like, where's the basement in this apartment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get laid. So on like the second night there, I'm with Byron, and we're walking through shit, and like I run into this girl, and she's real cute, and I'm yeah. like, yo, man, like give me hit on her, and I hit on her, and like she gives me a number, and then the next night, me and her meet up. And we start like making out immediately. We meet up at like one, two in the morning. Right. And by the way, if you've never been to Montreal, <laughs> oh, the chicks are dope, dude. Beautiful, dude. This girl's this girl's very sexy. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen years old, really hot. Yeah. Man. Uh, and so me and her go to a bar. We start making out. She puts her hand on my leg, and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, well, that's a handshake in Montreal. Oh, I was way. yeah, I was like, yeah, well, like, like I was like, let's just go back to your place. She goes, listen, I live. I live, you know, 20 minutes from here or 20 miles from here right. or something like that. And I'm like, well, did you drive? Just drive me there and then drive me back tomorrow. She goes, yeah. no, I took a cab. I'm like, right. fuck. So I was like, well, let's just take a cab there. She goes, no, let's just go to your place. And I'll go, <laughs> I go, all right. You know, thinking everything would be fine. Yeah. But I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, Mom, I'm like, all right, it's three in the morning. Yeah. Mom's just going to be asleep. Right. I'll just close the door right. of, of the room and be like. And make a grandchild and, for and just, her. And just fuck her on a couch and think that like, I'll just tell her, I'll be like, yo, my room's a mess. You're like, like a poet, Josh. Yeah. So, <laughs> you have a way with words. Yo, I'm gonna fuck you on the couch, girl. Stop so, sweet talking and get me home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I take her back to the house, to the apartment, and I'm like, hold on for a second. I was like, I'm gonna clean up the living room real quick. And I go into the room, and what and who the fuck is wide awake watching Lifetime ah! at 3.30 in the morning? So, I go up to my mom. I'm like, Ma. I wake her. She's on the couch, kind of like sleepy, right. kind of in and out sleeping. Like, Ma, go to bed. Ma, that's my fuck couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Ma, go to bed. And she's like, she's like, I'm, I'm not tired yet. And I'm like, Ma, you're just you're sleeping. Mom, you are tired as shit. I was like, I was like, go to bed. <laughs> she goes, and she goes, she goes, you have a girl here, don't you? I go, yes. And she goes, all right. She gets up. She's like, all right, I'll go in the bedroom. She just turned the TV up loud. She goes, make sure you use one of those condoms they gave right. you in the, because you give you like a welcome. At the care. Canadian border? Yeah. They're well, like, don't yeah. be making any American babies up in this motherfucker. We're Canada. We don't like you. <laughs> it's like, no, we're like, we don't got enough. We don't got enough maple syrup for more kids, man. <laughs> so like, so she goes, I'll go in the room, just close the door and don't be too loud. I'm like, yeah. cool. You're like, I can't vouch for this bitch, though. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, I say to, so I say to the girl, we come in, we start watching television, we start hooking up. Yeah. You know, uh, clothes come off, body parts come out. Adam Meyer style. Yeah, man. 
Real slow and gentle. Only to come T S N. Coming, coming to the stage right now. This dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was all too like. It was all too quick for what I normally do. But you know. Oh really? Wasn't slow your best? That. Wasn't no, your best it was moment? Good. It was. It was good. It was good. But hey, she's nineteen. Happens. She don't here's, know the difference. Here's what happens though. This is what gets funny. Oh. So she's like, we body parts come out. Things, yeah. things are being held, whatever. And she goes, <laughs> things. <laughs> and she's like, yo, let's go into the bedroom. You know right. what I mean? She's like, I don't want to do it out here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And, she, and I'm like, well, I can't because it's dirty in there. Yeah. And she's like, let's just go in there. And she yeah. gets up to start walking to her. She's like, I'm going in the bedroom. And I'm like, no. Yeah. She's like, why? And I'm like, because my mom's in there. <laughs> <laughs> She's the 19-year-old. And she goes, and she goes, you're fucking lying. I go, I swear to God right. my mom's in there. And she goes, no, she isn't. And she opens up the door yeah. with her top off yeah. to walk in there. And all I hear, I can't see what's going on, but all I hear is my mom go, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I've never seen a girl make a beeline faster out of the apartment. She took off. She took the fuck. With her titties out. I mean, she like buttoned up at the door. Like she went to the front door, buttoned oh. up, and then took off. Did your mom console you? Nah, like it's I, all right. Honestly, like the story's better than the pussy. Exactly. There's like they to be able to tell that story and have it true and be like You still get to see them them Canadian titties too. God dude, could I have fucked her? One hundred percent. I heard Molson Molson Ice comes out of Canadian titties. <laughs> 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 that's, just, that's just what I heard man, man, That's just what I heard Strong as fuck Oh man That's fucking awesome Yeah so back to Back to hooking up with girls When we were younger didn't, You didn't have a sex life When you were younger When I was younger I barely had a sex life Even though I was like really good looking When I was younger And I was kind of popular I was just way into skateboarding And like Just didn't know how to Really pull it off I thought chicks were into skateboarding. They were. Like, chicks were into me, but I was just kind of like fucking didn't know what to do about it. Like, like we're saying. He's like, sorry, I can't hook up with you. I'm working on my Ollie. Now, <laughs> yeah, no. And I was a good skateboarder, too. Now, like, as a, I'm not really single anymore, but like the past two years. You're in a, had, you're in a relationship? You're getting there. You okay. know, we've been dating for like three months. We're at that, that, that point. Do I know her? No, you don't know her. Okay. But um, at, at, th- at this point in my life. And I even got rejected like one time in Arizona. Like this chick hung out with me all night. So I actually am to the point now where like, oh, if this chick's hanging out with me all night, let's get them Canadian titties out. Let's fucking do this shit. And so I just went for it. And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this. She's with you all night? Yeah. And I was back at her apartment. <laughs> the fuck does she expect? Like that makes no sense. I don't and care. Then, and she said she, she gets mad that you make a move? She didn't get mad. She was just like, no, nah, let's not. And I was like, all right, cool. And I hung out for another 10 minutes. And then oh, yeah, then it gets awkward. You can't, you can't bounce back it, from, from a, from this a is how This is how far evolved I am mentally. I wasn't offended, didn't really care, still enjoyed the conversation, and then just cut it short and split. Good for you. Honestly. Yeah, I, I normally you know, would, would just... I, I've, I've gotten like crazy zen since I went to New York. Like I've just learned to enjoy anything for whatever it is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Find my cheek. For whatever it is, just be like, all right, I'm going to find what I can enjoy about this experience. Sure. And fucking roll with it. Sure. Like, and not be so goal-oriented. Wait, which is you know? smart, which is what I'm trying to do as well. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to do that. Actually, I think Montreal humbled me more than anything. How so? Well, you know, I I I thought I'd be I'd be able to quit my day job. Sure. By now. Like, I yeah. was like, by December, 100%, man. And... 
you know, a lot of the other people that went have had some success. But they already kind of had the ball rolling. You right. Know what I mean, not to name names, but like a lot of them were already kind of, they were rep by good people. They were fucking doing this. They were doing that. You know, so it was already, right. it was already in the crystal ball for them. Um, I ex- I just expected a lot, and then a lot didn't happen. Like I said, some small things happened, but nothing too big, and uh, it just kind of humbled me. Made me say, like, yeah. man, I got I got to keep working harder. And I had a, I had an agent there say to me, who I she's not an agent, but she's she was like our concierge, consigliere. <laughs> uh, yeah, she used to work for CAA, and she goes, Josh, she goes, you killed, man. She's right. like, everybody loved you, but she goes, you just got to keep doing what you're doing, just keep writing That's your material and keep doing all that shit. And she's like, and they will come. She goes, trust me. She goes, you're. They all know who you are. They all like you. They just you they just want to see some more. Yeah. And I'm just and I guess that's one of those things. It's like like what more do I have to do? It's it's one of those things where like it's not a perfect recipe for success. You can do this, 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 that, and the other. It's not a math equation. You still gotta have that X factor that 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 just makes everything click. And so you become money. You become money for people, you become money for yourself. And you just have to like get to that point. I'm constantly and I mean constantly humbled in this business because I've done a lot of shit. Yeah. Like a lot of big shit. Yeah, you have. But there's still like, I'm still working at this building to make ends meet. Yeah. So I'll be like mopping the fucking floor and I'll be thinking to myself, I got a college degree and a half hour. <laughs> Whenever I'm doing manual labor, oh, yeah. I'm thinking, all I can think about is the day I take my half hour special and just how glorious it was and how fucking phenomenal it was. And I'm like, yeah, but it still doesn't mean there, there was a week. And this would be amazing if it was a year, but there was a week this year where I was mopping a floor, and then three days later I was flying in a private jet to do a show in Vegas with Tosh. It's like I'm living both these lives right now. Sure. And it's insane. Sure. And that's show business in a nutshell. I saw Michael J. Fox on um, Jimmy Fallon, and he said he negotiated his Family Ties contract over the phone on a payphone outside Pioneer Chicken. That he was working on? He wasn't working there, but he didn't have a phone. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a sick business. You don't really make it till you make it. I just want to quit my strip club job. No, so I, I hear you. Do, you. do you enjoy that job on any level? Yeah, you know what's funny? It's like, I, I, like, I know I got to be, because I got to be there at 7.30 tonight. Yeah. And when I drive... To work, I get depressed. Yeah. I only work one or two days, usually between two or three nights a week. Because that's the problem is that I'm giving up nights. I'm giving up Thursday, Fridays, oh, every week. Yeah. <clears throat> and then every other Saturday. Right. I'm giving up Saturday nights. And those are three dope Prime time, yeah. comedy nights, right. man. But so I, when I'm driving to work, I, I get really, I get really right. down on myself. Right, right. Where I'm like, you know, I'm trying not to. I try to listen to music that will bring me up. Right, like right, podcast right. that will make me laugh or some shit like that. But then I get there, and there's maybe like a half hour where I'm like, fuck, man. And then it starts picking up, and I notice how much money I'm going to make. And I'm right. like, ah, it's not that bad. That, that's my life, too. And I think that's everyone's life in general. The anticipation of something you don't want to do is much worse than oh, yeah. actually doing it. Dude, dude, I work at This is what I do. I, I literally sit in a chair just like this, got a microphone just like this. Yeah. And I go, what do you want to listen to? <laughs> She goes, she goes, play that new doo-doo man song. Make your asshole sweat. And I'm like, hold on for a second. Let me see if I have it. And then I type it in. I type in doo-doo man in Spotify. Yeah. He pops up. I, I star yeah. the song, make your asshole sweat. Yeah. And then I go, all right, what else do you want? She's like, ah, play the new Lil Wayne. Pookie right. want a hair done. I'm like, right. done. And then I, right. I download that. 
And then she walks away, and then I go, all right, guys, here we go. Give it up, y'all. $15 for that lap dance. Coming to the stage right now, the one and only Babylon 5. And then she goes on stage, and then I turn to another computer that I have. <laughs> And then I turn to another computer that I have that I have that I have a movie on, and I watch I watch Running Man, <laughs> the old one. The old one. Yeah. What other Running Man is there? What do you think? I just watch like people doing the Running Man, and I watch. The oh no! Total, total Recall came out as yeah, a remake. No, I, I would never watch the right. Total Recall. I never. I rep the old Total Recall. Yeah. I rep all the old Schwartz movies. Well, I I audit- How do I do it. I do that every two and a half minutes. Yeah. Well, I audited this uh, this acting class. This guy Aaron Spisner. And somebody was talking to him. This is just one class I went to. Somebody was talking to him about like, yeah, I wish I was making more money doing acting, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, listen, he goes, you read any of these books, like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, any of these business books, they're like, you got to have startup capital. He's like, don't look at it like something else. Just think about it as startup capital for your business. So you're watching Naked Titty Sweat as startup capital for your business. And- so you're saying, I mean, you're saying just the job being able to pay for you to work per, don't, for free? Yeah, don't get mixed up in like, oh, this isn't doing comedy. Think of it as this is the startup capital for my stand-up comedy business. Do you know what I mean? Well, but here's, here's my thing. I know it keeps you from doing stand-up. Oh, no, wait, but here's the thing, and this is, this is my problem, is that I am a recovering addict. Like, right. And I'm like, and as, a, as an addict in my head, I want everything like right fucking we all want it now sure but i want it right fucking now like i can't like i all i do is think about like like how bad like you're like god it's like you know i should be on stage i gotta be doing this i gotta be doing that i, I work hard man yeah so the nights that i take off that gets <clears throat> to me because i can't work hard yeah no you know what i mean and I, I know it's yeah i know exactly what you mean because when i work here like december is a slow month for me and so i'm working here all the time and these are like 12 14 hour days and I'm like, oh, I'll take care of those emails and all this comedy business when I'm at work. Guess what? It doesn't happen, and it drives me insane because I know for a fact that I'm neglecting shit that I need to do. And I know if I just didn't come into work, the stand-up thing would work out. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'd end up making money doing stand-up, but at this point in my life, I'm not willing to take the chance. I grab the first thing that says it's going to pay me money, whether it's stand-up or whether it's this job. And that's where I am for this month. Fortunately, I have January to look forward to. It's going to be amazing. You got a good January? I've got a great January, and on top of that, I'll, st- I'll get my first paycheck for my uh, CD. So nice. January's off the hook. That's another thing people don't understand about working freelance, is like, you don't have that steady fucking paycheck. So like, ne- next month's going to be awesome. It's like when I was about to go on tour with Tosh. Yeah. I was, flat- I was about to make close to six figures. Because I was taping a half-hour special, too. Okay. So, in September, I'm starting this six-figure, or like, I don't know, close to six-figure ordeal. But in August, I couldn't even pay the fucking gas bill. And that's what <laughs> sucks about this shit. You don't get it on a on an even distribution. Did you, wait, did you, did you, when you got the big, the big check, did you, were you smart about it? Because, like, we're used to, like, living off of, like, I can live, like, I can, if I really go, have to go down to it, I can live off of, like, probably $12,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you get a shitload of money at once, yeah. like, you start, did you start, like, I'm going to go to Red Lobster again tonight. <laughs> I wasn't crazy with the money. I wasn't crazy with the money because I wasn't used to having it. I've okay. never had a lot of money. So, 
I did like do some bullshit with like my taxes. Like I'll just buy all this shit before January first and try to write it off. And I don't know if that really worked or not. It probably did. Yeah. Uh, another my really big mistake was first of all the year after that was horrible. I only made like twenty thousand dollars the whole year. But it was that that was just that was doing comedy though, right? Yeah. But that's good. That's still twenty thousand dollars making from comedy years is, is pretty it's pretty good. good. That's pretty that's good. working every month. That's working every month. That's getting gigs. probably two weeks a month. You can live off that if you really absolutely. Yeah, you could definitely live. But off my that. big mistake Not was if you it, live in Los Angeles and New York City. <laughs> right. Yeah. Live in right. Dundalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have moved to Dundalk and just played the comedy <laughs> factory. He's a, he's a, this this is I'm in Waldorf, Maryland. I think I just saw the guy who just Comedy Central presents was on last night. It's like yeah, I just moved to fucking Dundalk. And I'm the house MC at the fucking Comedy Factory. <laughs> That's miserable. But um, <laughs> I totally like invest. I was living with this girl, and I totally invested. Like thought of her as an investment. Yeah. Like and so if she had financial problems, she like really wore me down financially, and then split. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she took you. It she took sucks. your money. She took me. You know, what if she was a, what if she was a, uh, what do they call them? Not a con artist, but what's the word? A grifter. She, what if she grifted you? <laughs> she, she's the world's worst con artist. You're dating Angelica Houston's niece. <laughs> <laughs> because when she met me, I was like, she was, she like went out. She, this is what's weird about a lot of people. Some people like to struggle. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I just, oh, it's it funny. It's you, over. Yeah, but it's it, over and it's funny. It sucks you got grifted. Well, I didn't get grifted that hard. Bitches, bitches be grifted. I wasn't, I wasn't fully laying over the grift money. Like I was just like helping here and there. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, bitches be grifted. Yeah. Um, I forget. If you learn anything today, kids, that's gonna be my. Gonna is that my... bitches be grifting? Me and Josh are going in on a T-shirt. We'll call Wendell and see if he wants to get in on this for thirty-three and one third percent. Bitches be grifting. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was like. I did learn this one thing though, like money gives you happiness. Like when I had money in the bank, it was a very calming feeling. Dude, my parents uh, only fought over money because we, we were lower middle class. Like, uh-huh. We were like we were very we like we started higher middle class, but then my dad had problems and shit, and we we lost he lost his job and this that. And dude, like the only thing they fought over was money. Now and then they built it back up and got up from lower middle class to middle class by <laughs> right. the end of it, and you could see the change in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right when that happened. I mean, I was like you. I never had money. I inherited money when I was right. uh, eighteen. I inherited forty thousand dollars. Yeah, but that, but my problem is that since I never had money, I didn't know what to do with it. Right. so I spent it all. Right. I was like, well, I guess that's what you do with money instead of. Saying, <laughs> yeah, that's what you do with money. I've always lived, but here's the thing: I've always seems like all these businesses want money. I'll just I, give them the businesses. I have, <laughs> I'll just pay for I'm shit. Just, I'm just stimulating think, the economy. I'll think of something I want, and then I'll buy it with this money. That's what you do with it, right? <laughs> the money. So I, I have, I have always lived by this with money. I've always looked at it like, man, like you make it and you spend it. Like you put a little bit away, right. just a little bit. But I, I always look at it like it'll come back. Yeah, and it always does. Sure. I, but I remember, I remember when it was me and 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 Tomaszewski and Gerard Carmichael, and I had five dollars in my name. This is right when I moved to LA first yeah. started doing comedy. Right. I was broke as fuck. I had five dollars in my name, and we were was walking- this five dollars in the bank or five dollars in your pocket? Cash in. Well, that's the hand. best place because you don't want it in the bank. You no. can't get it out. So with five, yeah, you're fucked. So I and we were walking from the improv up Fairfax, and we walked by the Oki Dog. Yeah, you know Oki Dog. Oh, do I know that Oki Dog? Yeah, and I, I was like, skate past it all the time. Like, Guess I'm getting an Oki Dog. Yeah, with five dollars, it's gonna be okay. I, yeah, <laughs> and I spent my last five dollars that I had to my name on that Oki Dog. 
did I get five dollars back? Goddamn right. Probably in a couple days. Sure. Maybe the next day I found a way to make money. But it was like like I've never held on to it. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Sure. Because I enjoy my life. But when big shit happens, I fucking like Right. And here's here's this story reminds me of something the average American doesn't know. What's that? You don't need food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you don't. You don't need as it's much. Nice. As, you don't need as much as you think you need. It's almost like a luxury. If you go a couple days without eating, you realize I don't really need it. Need it. Or you can live off the worst kind of shit. Like, yeah. You can. All you really need is water. Yeah. As long as you have water, like you can live off ramen. Yeah. I lived off. I had a. I had a barrel of protein that my mom sent me, and yeah. I lived off that for like two days. Which yeah. Was, I remember. I probably lost. Like you know, I looked incredible. No, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, it's also, it's like, makes you really fucking hot. Yeah, you really, <laughs> the women love a, an emaciated guy. They love it when your they cheekbones are sunk yeah. in. Dude, I remember my ex, like, when I, she would always, like, when I, because I'd have these, like, months where I'd, where I'd use during the relationship, I'd yeah. use drugs, I'd use right. painkillers, and, like, she would, she would always, she know I was, like, using painkillers, she goes, gosh, you're really looking good right now. You need <laughs> like, to quit. She's like, you're on drugs, aren't you? <laughs> she's like, you look incredible. I'm I'm getting really wet down there. Uh, you got to get off drugs. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. It's like I, I mean, I, I right now I'm making I make I make really good money working right, at the strip club, right? But, but and I make money through comedy and voiceovers too. So I have a stockpile of money. Yeah, um, I mean, I burn through it, but I I treat myself now. Like I, right. that's my problem is that I'll go out to Moza for like a hundred dollar dinner just by myself, right? You know, and go get a nice steak at, at fucking. The next night at uh, Musso and Frank's. So what's wrong with that, though? It's there's not. Do you have a savings account? Yeah, ain't much in it. Okay, that's the problem. You put away ten percent or something, or you just put away whatever. I I wish I put some away. I I put away ten percent even when I'm making piss, and it kind of works. It's kind of like a good karma type thing. I don't always get to keep it. Sometimes I have to pull it right back out, but I always put away ten percent just to like keep it going because one day it's going to tip over. And you just and a lot of times you'll turn around after a month and realize you have I don't know six hundred bucks in fucking savings that you're not paying attention to. I don't know. I think you deserve a steak. You know what though? I, I'll I be think, honest with I you. I think I think starting today, I'm going to put even when you get cash, just put ten percent. Just put ten percent in. You'll be surprised. Like, you, first of all, you'll feel like you're doing something because you are. Yeah. Because you'll turn around. There'll be money in it, even if you grab it in two weeks. You'd be like, oh, look at all this money I didn't fuck with, which you would have spent on nonsense. You, you, you always spend your last five on bullshit. Yeah, right. But a five in savings, <laughs> oh, <you know. laughs> five in savings is a different story. That's a five in savings that's going to add to another five in savings. Damn it, man. Why, why didn't I learn that at like such a young I hate to tell a Jewish guy this. Me. No, but people were telling me. Dude, my dad constantly was like, Josh, you've got to save your money. You've got to save your money. And I was just like, sorry, Dad, I'm going to see uh, fucking Old Dirty Bastard <laughs> at the 930 Club. I can't, you know, right. fucking like an idiot, man. We're, we're not that young anymore. we got to start thinking about this shit. I, I just turned 34 yeah. uh, a week and a half ago. Oh, you're still plenty young. Speaking but of you should start saying thanks for, thanks for replying to my happy birthday text uh, two weeks later. Oh, what what happened? Well, no, I texted you the night of the party. I was like, yo, man, I was having oh. a party. And then two weeks later, you go, nah, I can't come. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say, nah, I can't come. I wished you a happy birthday, belated. Yeah, but I but- was, you know what I was? I was working at this building, and it was 50 people calling me. And, like, a lot, the problem with these iPhones is if they, they work. They <laughs> work. They work. And so I'll click on the message to see what it is, and then somebody will be like, hey, Matt, I need you to do this. And then it's kind of lost because there's no mark on red button. 
No, but, but you, you, I mean... Listen, you're not offended by this. No, I'm not. Happy, bir- happy birthday. I've, I've gone longer. I've gotten, it's, there's other moments that I've gotten longer responses from you. So I'm not, it's not like I'm, right. it's not like I'm like, I was like, all right, oh, well, I got one. <laughs> and then that led to me being on here today. How about you the fact like- that everyone didn't give a fuck about your birthday anymore because it was two weeks ago. But you and now you got this nice little wish. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did have a birthday this year. Say it's your birthday. Two weeks later. You say it was your birthday. That's the response I got. But I dug it. It wasn't much of a party anyway. It was. It was. It was a small gathering. That's the best kind. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a birthday guy. It sucks fucking shouting over music and stuff, which we all had to do. But oh, it did was, you? yeah, it was uh, it wasn't anything special, man. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a birthday guy anymore, and it's not because of the age because I'm 34. It's not anything like that. It's just I just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It's weird that um, because of Facebook and all the social media, birthdays are back. Like all these people you don't even know are wishing you happy birthday, Dude. and it's kind of weird. I used to get I used to get ex sex from ex girlfriends just by remember, remembering their birthday. If they feel like nobody like hit them up good enough, I'd be like, hey, happy birthday. And they'd be like, you know what? You come over. Let's do this tonight. Now, you don't get credit for remembering someone's birthday. Now, well, I, this is my problem with Facebook and Twitter and Vine and all Instagram. It's just, it is just like it has killed relationships with people 100%. It's, it's just, there's no like, you know, like it was nice that you called me today right. instead of texting me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's nice to talk to somebody on the phone like we used to fucking do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, get, and so you don't have to like, you don't have to think about what you, you like, you can, your, your, your internet image, personality, you can make it whatever you want. Like it's not. It's it's all fake. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. a good time all the time. Use you the best pre- looking pictures because you can present that image. Yeah, like, it's not real, man. Like real is when you some you, when you call and I'm on the phone with you and I can't think about what to say to be at my funniest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta just say be natural. What you Josh. come up with? Exactly, man. Yeah. Like because on Facebook it's just I and I've gotten to the point where I I, I still find myself going on it. Like, but I, I'm doing my best to stay off it. I, I went I went three days without even looking at it, and I was like, and I mean, even that was hard for some reason. Yeah, you just want to because it's but it's just it's all just bragging and fucking this and like these fake friendships that people have because they post like they like a comment. Oh, this is my friend because right. they like they like fuck all that shit, man. I'm so over it, that. It, it is it is overwhelming, and like you might think you're having a good day, and then you look at a Twitter feed, and if you follow all comics. Like, oh, check hot. me out on the Tonight Show tonight. Oh, check God. me out doing I'm, this. Dude, I, am... I just fucked Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, uh, yeah, you're 100. percent You couldn't have said that better. It's very, very difficult. Do you want to? Do you hold on? Just saying. Do you? Can you hear that? There's yeah, some I kind can, of weird I something. Oh well, I apologize to the listeners, but um, this hopefully this just started. Do you want to talk about that thing, or do you want to let that die? What thing? Some somebody stole your joke. Um, let's not even let's not even talk about it. Let's not even put it out there. Just don't steal. <laughs> don't don't fucking steal. Listen, man, I'm not gonna bring up who it is or right. what it is. But someone but, stole from you, and they and stole this joke a long time ago. A long time ago, and then they they just they premiered it on a comedy special after we've had it out and had it out, and 
mine's been on this website for a while and and it's got a lot of views and they did it to be honest i'm not gonna lie his version was 10 times better was it i was like oh man i wish i would have like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, well, I like how he did that but right but i mean it was the joke it's just it's just one of those things man it's just it's just you, you know like that's something that, that took me I mean, I know he's not listening to this, but it's just that took me. He's years. definitely not listening to this. Yeah, Keep going. I, like that took years to get right. Right. That joke, right? A, a failure and failure. Six months of straight failure. Then it started working. Yeah. And then tagging it and getting it right, so I could premiere it. And I was just, I was just about because I'm doing, I'm hopefully about to be doing this comedy central thing coming up, and that was one of the jokes because it's edgy and it's clean. I don't have much clean shit that I yeah. can really get on television. And I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna use it on television, and now I can't. And it's like, it's just, oh man. Somebody, just don't steal. Don't steal. Somebody did that to me, and they didn't even understand why it was wrong. Somebody like this. I know him. No, there's this guy. His name's like he's some kind of big pot smoking celebrity. I forget his name. His last name's X or something. And everyone's like, "Hey, someone did your joke on weeds. Someone did your joke on weeds. That show weeds. What joke? Well, it's a joke I'm famous for. But it's all sometimes jokes anybody could write. He goes." Oh, yeah. He's like, you hear that dial tone? That's because his weed is off the fucking hook. Yeah. Which everyone knows that's my shit. That's his yours. I and I, I went up to him and I'm like, hey, and I'm bad at confrontations. Is that an actor? Yeah, he's kind of an actor, kind of like a low-grade comedian who hangs out at the comedy store. He basically just does marijuana events. And this is years ago. I mean, I'm talking eight, seven, eight years ago. But this is before I got any of those jokes on TV, so I wasn't too happy about it. I was kind of bummed about it. And I went up to him and I'm like, hey, man, you did my joke on weeds. Like, why, why'd you do that? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. I've been doing that joke forever. He's like, I always say that. And I was like, all right, if that's what you're saying, that's what you're saying. But then I realized he's just a moron. Was this a white guy with glasses? I, I don't think he has glasses. But he's, it's on weeds. It's on like the first two episodes of weeds. And he, two, and two he, seasons. he wrote it? or he- No, no, no. He goes, I've been using that. And then I realized like later... Because I didn't like if he's not going to admit it, I don't know how to say no. That's my joke. It's just going to go back and forth, and it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. So when I I realized later that like oh he just means he says off the hook all the time. This guy's a moron yeah. and doesn't know. Sure. Now I know for a fact I got ripped off by The Simpsons. Which Cause one? Because Nelson, the the, uh, the show the, the Simpsons. Yeah. Nelson the bully walked into a party on one episode and goes. This is right after Last Comic Standing was on that I was on and I did this joke. It was like a month later. Nelson walks in and goes, hey, you hear that dial tone? Because this party's off the fucking hook. <laughs> and I know they got it from me. There was, but, you know, yeah. that's just one joke. That's not the same thing. You're talking about like a four-minute bit. I'm talking about a four, like a three, three-and-a-half-minute bit. But this is not, this is, I've, there's another joke that I wrote that, uh, that this younger comic is, is doing. But I don't do that joke anymore. Actually, what I did is I changed the joke. And took it to another level. Yeah. That now he can still do my old joke. I don't really give a fuck because I don't do it. Yeah. But I, I took the best part, the smallest little part of my old joke, and now I made it into this much grander thing that actually is one of the jokes that like I can do on television. It's dope. And right. It's, and people come up to me and go, "I love that fucking good." Man. And <clears throat> I never called him. I didn't. I didn't call him out on it. We had a rap battle, a comedian rap battle once, and I battled him. And I was like, I was like, yo, I'm the first one that had an iPod shuffle sex joke. And I called him out on it. And then he, he straight murked me. He fucking murked me after What did that. he do? Oh, dude. Well, actually, I, you know, I might even have the recording of it in my phone. But he fucking, like, I was, I was, hot. I was back when I was smoking pot, and he, I was too high to fucking 
you know, really rap battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I got one good line out making fun of the fact that he'd stolen a joke from me. Right. Um, and then he straight went off. He made fun of my voice. He was like, you think you're tough. You think you're bad. But your voice sounds like it's from an anti-smoking ad. Like, I remember, and then, yeah. He was, he like, he was like, kaboom. Oh, pop, 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 pop. And then I remember he got really into it. And he was like, I'll rip your fucking tit off. Whoa. He said, I'll rip your fucking tit off. And I was just so high. So I just stood there kind of like. All right, all right. I this was, guy's I was like, I don't got titties. You, you were like, you were like, yeah, but you stole that joke. <laughs> <laughs> him, him and I have had this weird, like the other, the bigger comic that that did the joke recently that on television. Like him and I have a, we've talked recently, and I think maybe that's why he, he did it because I guess he thought because after the cool. car accident, after the car accident, I said to him, I was like, yo, I go, man, all the shit in the past, I could give a fuck about, man. Right. I was like, dude, I don't, I, I lost my best friend. I've right. been through a lot. Like I don't fucking care about. That shit no more. I'd rather right, know that right, me and you right, on right. enemies were cool. Right. And and he was like, all right, cool, because that's I've always kind of thought he was a friend. And I was like, well, I don't see how because we never really talked and sure, we argued every time sure. we talked. But I and so we had seen each other recently and we talked and everything. It yeah. was like real awkward, right? Just because real, on because, his end more than mine. Like I was more just like cool about it, but he was very because he told you that he ripped you off. He admitted that he ripped he, you in, off. In 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 such words, yeah, he did. He he did. Uh, All right, I, I hope I'm not fucking stirring up the no, pot. I, listen, there's, it's like this: there's nothing can happen. I can't stop his momentum. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm going to lay in the cut with my evidence, and when the time is right, and it and it comes to fruition, because other people he's stolen. I mean, from what I've, I've there's just a, so when you have so many people saying it now, maybe you could say like people get jealous and they're like, sure, like I hate people. That are but you know for a fact that you were ripped off. And he admitted uh, Motherfucker it. watched me in the OR, the comedy store, when this dude was already a big comic. Yeah. He watched me do it. I talked to him beforehand. I was like, man, I got this new joke. Right. I he goes, how to do it. And he goes, well, you just got to do it. And I went up there and did it. And then I stood right next to him. I go, what did you think? And he was just like, yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. It was really He's good. He's like, I've been using that for years. That was amazing. Yeah. And then he just, and then six months later, the motherfucker was doing it. Like, yeah. It was one of those things like. You just hear so much shit that after a while you just got to be like, and then you confront. It's just, it's just such a, it's just like there's, it's just what sucks about this profession is that there is no code of ethics. No, even though they say there is, there is not one bit of a code of. There ethics. is a code of ethics, but there's no penalties. Yeah, oh, that's thank you. There's a code of ethics, but there's no penalties. That's that's a good way to look at it because in fact, there's all uh, there's almost only benefits for doing wrong things unless you're really heavily confronted. And Joe Rogan gets in your face. Well, I mean, my, my best my best hope is that <clears throat> Rogan finds out somehow. You know what I mean? Gets the, gets a couple of those people in a room. We yeah. present the evidence, and then he strikes. But I I don't think it can stop the, this guy's the big, momentum. The big picture here is it's not about any one joke. It's about like getting that whole persona and that whole fucking thing together. And there isn't one joke that can make or break you. Exactly. That joke, I don't even do that joke that often anymore. I do it on longer sets. Right. Because it gets a huge laugh and it takes four minutes out of my set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But And that's what sucks is that I'm starting to do longer sets now and the worst thing that comes up in my head is that somebody's going to come up to me and be like, yo, yeah. you stole that joke. Right. I already heard that and then I got to go and then I got to defend myself. Right. So I don't know what to do. Do I drop the joke or do I fucking... You do it. When you have to do it, and it, that's at that point, if someone accuses you, it's only gonna make you look better because people are gonna come to your aid and be like, "No, Josh fucking wrote that joke." But the only people that are gonna be saying shit like that to you are fucking guys that are trolling the internet constantly, yeah, like looking for like 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 stand up war crimes. Like I, I remember I tweeted something one time, and they're like, 
someone wrote me like, I think that's Aziz and Sorry's joke. And I'm like, <laughs> for real? And he goes, yeah. And he sent me a YouTube clip. And I was like, I'm not fucking watching this. Yeah, right. I just fucking, I'll just delete the tweet. Well, you know what's funny? I never saw his version of that joke until today. Like, oh. I went, I went on comedy because people had been telling me that he'd been doing it. Yeah. But That's I, another thing. People will fucking really antagonize you and stir the pot. Oh, dude. Under the name of friendship. Dude, Kevin Shea, I love him to death, but he Oh, always, he always makes me Kevin, mad. Kevin I love him too, but he's always Kevin, saying something that'll make like, me mad. You know, hey, Josh, let me tell you, you know, I'm really like, might want to go up there. I'd hit him in the face if I was you, he's, man. He's like lighting a stick of dynamite, all cool-headed. <laughs> take this. Take this to... To that guy, and I'm and I'm like, nah, I'm like, dude, I could give a fuck. Like, it's yeah. one of those things. Like, I could give a fuck. But last night, fucking affected me when I found out because I had multiple people texting me, and I was at the strip club. Well, that motherfucker was probably in his fucking, you know, you know, million it, dollar home now. Like, you know, yep, it, watching it. It will affect you. I mean, it does affect you. The game is like trying to get through those moments. Fr- friends, <laughs> friends can do some ill shit. Friends will call you up and be like, yeah, your fucking ex-girlfriend's out with such and such. It's only been a week, dude. That's fucked up. And they're trying to be like, oh, I'm being honest. I'm helping you out. But really all it's doing is fucking your head up. And you know what's funny? I was, I've been in such a good mood recently. I finally, I finally dropped all my baggage and I was like, all right. It's like new Josh. I'm I'm get I'm getting excited about going to New York for a yeah, few weeks. Yeah. I might be moving there. Uh my career's not going bad. Right. You know, I'm very, very happy with where I'm at. I got Montreal. You should I got, be. You I, should be. Some, I do this, I do that, I pay my bills on time. I'm very happy. Yeah. And then you know, and then that happened last night. Well, two things happened last night, you know, and then and it was like boom, boom, and I was like, Oh my god. And this whole day, like I was just like and then I, I was like I, and I was like, Don't don't look for his clip. Don't look for it on. I'm yeah, like myself, yeah, Don't look yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck it. And then I sit down at the computer. I type it in. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way it's it's been selected. You know, it's on the Comedy Central website. Boom. There right, it is. Right. Minute and forty seconds. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah. And then I, I called a few people and they everybody said it. I even called my therapist. My therapist is like, Josh, you just there's nothing you can do, man. She's like, you do, you know you he's, you can't ruin your career over this. Yeah, because I could, I could, dude. I mean, I, dude, if you I, made a if you made a stink over it, it, it might be negative. I wanted to on make you. a scene. I wanted yeah. to have him like do the joke. I wanted to have him do the joke in front of me at the comedy store in the OR. Yeah, and then I would stand up and be like, you know, <laughs> and be like, joke thief, joke thief, <laughs> like, and then walk on stage and just say this like. Vicious, like Shakespeare right. soliloquy, just like "Thou shalt out steal from thou <laughs> form of thyself," blah blah, and just this whole thing, and then walk off. Maybe even have like a flute player, yeah. like, like just. You know, the only thing you do is whenever you see him, just look at him, give him a little smirk, and realize we both know, we both know, dude. Just hold eye contact. Don't, don't. Make a scene. Oh, I won't. I'm done, dude. It's I'm I'm 34 years old. I'm a grown man. Yeah. I'm not gonna ruin my career over this. Exactly. And like, it's not even about ruining my career, but like, it's like, so tempting though. It's so tempting just to like fucking reach out and like try to get. But the thing is, it won't make you feel as good as you think it will. Well, I had a dude. I, the worst part was when having comics say it is one thing. I had a stripper <laughs> who watched his special last night call yeah. me. Call me. And go, hey Josh, uh, I saw I've you know because she's seen me before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes that that joke, that dude that that this dude did your joke. Yeah, uh, and she and I said, well, you know, and then I said, well, trust me, I know. Yeah, you know, and she's like, that's fucked. And she even she was like, that's right. so fucked up. Like, right. I mean, what can you do? She's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta give someone a hand job. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's me. 
But it's and and it's just you can't stop this guy's momentum. He's they no the Hollywood the industry doesn't care. To be honest with you, I bet I can still get away with doing it on Comedy Central. Sure, they don't they know. They, they have, have no idea. idea. They don't keep track of who their people were last year. In other words, I mean, I'm going out for something, and I that was I was planning on doing it so I could just be done with it. Yeah, you know, but and I mean, I it's they're so similar though, man. They're so like he changed. Like, like I do an ostrich, he does a peacock. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, his, like, his takes place at McDonald's, his takes I, place no, at Burger mine, King. Mine's at, yeah, mine's at a Taco Bell, his at, <laughs> his at a bar. But the it's the exact same setup. His is shorter, mm-hmm. and it, his, I mean, I'll tell you honest with you, you can see why he's very successful, because he right. trims the fat. Sure. Just, I got well, he's much. been working on it for five years, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's funny. It's just so funny. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You wrote a funny joke. Hey, you know what People it is? took advantage. It that's makes, all. It, that's uh, all there is to it. You, you can write more. Oh, 100%. But in the sickest, most, like, you have to think like this. You have to be like, it's a compliment. It is because they wouldn't steal it if it sucked. It just sucks that I didn't get to be the one that got complimented for it. You yeah, no, I mean? no, I know. But enough people know, and, 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 I, and it's all... it's all Not it, enough enough, you know what I mean? Like, there's they, nobody gives a fuck. To be honest, they, they, <laughs> nobody gives a flying fuck. I'm the only person that gives a fuck. Me and, me and the stripper right. named Jade. Right. Me and Jade are the only people. Shouts really. out to Jade. Big up. You're bro, beautiful, bro. you're sweet, you're intelligent. Oh. You know a stolen joke when you see one. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us, dude. This is the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> is it really? With you. Oh, and, and, fuck. But, but in general, I had fun. I, I think we I, learned a lot. I feel like we had we had some funny moments, some tender moments. Absolutely. And some serious like Absolutely. Us. And we did exactly what you didn't want to do in a podcast, which is talk we about did, comedy. I'm willing to do it every once in a while because I think people are interested. Oh, I think 100%. Dude, yeah. People are, it's a miserable profession. If you're thinking about doing it, don't do it. I think the people like to live vicariously through us. Keep working at your, if you're, a, if you, if you, if you work for an IT job, keep that. Don't, yeah. Just tell jokes at your company's Christmas party. You're not even going to be good enough to get ripped off. So just stay where you are. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hate to tell you, he's right. Josh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And uh, buy my CD on iTunes. Buy it, everybody. Amazon.com on CD, baby. It's called Matt Fulcheron. This is the part of the job I hate. Rate and review it. I love you guys. Thanks for all the support. And we will see you next week. Meet me at the ice cream truck I'll buy you some ice cream You know what I mean? The show is obscene But I bet you gon' like these Three dudes trying to get along Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron Don't forget to start the show EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell Miss you, dude Let's roll, trying to keep up Turn up the AC, stay cheating up Eat it up, time to devour the full charge Power hour Shouts out to Garrett Plummer for the theme song.